I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 408 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Jack Brewer joins me on the podcast. Jack is a former NFL player who played with the New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals, as well as the Philadelphia Eagles. He recently spoke at the Republican National Convention earlier this year and is a frequent contributor to Fox News. He is a member of Black Voices for Trump, and obviously since he goes against the whole Joe Biden philosophy of if you don't vote for Joe Biden, then you ain't black, Jack has taken a little bit of heat for his support of the president. Jack is one of the ones that supported Barack Obama and turned against the Democratic Party. He joined what is just a growing movement of African-Americans who support President Donald Trump. I recall being in the East Room of the White House earlier this year as I was trying to get an interview with President Trump. It was just jam-packed with African-Americans chanting four more years. Jack is a faith-based person. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Jack Brewer will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between Jack Brewer and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right. And if you guys enjoy my interviews with dads of the NFL, you got to go back through the catalog of previous interviews I've done with NFL dads, such as Deion Sanders, Terrell Davis, Ronnie Lott, Jim Kelly, and so many others. And since Jack Brewer did speak at the Republican National Convention, you may enjoy listening to my interviews with other RNC speakers, such as Eric Trump. Sean Parnell, Dana White, and most recently, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who was here on Monday. Tomorrow, I'm going to be joined here by an entrepreneur dad from New Jersey who founded Eat Clean Bro. Jamie Jevanazzo joins me tomorrow, and this week, I have teamed up with Eat Clean Bro, and you guys can save as a result of that. Visit eatcleanbro.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD10, and you guys can save 10% off your meals. You're going to find out so much more about that tomorrow, so take advantage of it right now. Tune in tomorrow to listen to Jamie tell you how he took the company from $400 to $17 million in sales last year. Okay, and if you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating or review on iTunes. It really goes a long way to help me out. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Jack Brewer. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, did you put on a few pounds during the COVID-19 lockdowns? You're not alone. It's time to start eating healthy and eating right, and it's never been easier to do so with Eat Clean Bro. They make it simple to get quality food to your door. Check them out at eatcleanbro.com and look at their menu and choose from a selection of over 50 fresh, fully prepared, ready-to-eat meals. Order by 11.59 p.m. to receive your meals on the next available delivery day. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed foods, chemicals, and preservatives from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. So what are you dads waiting for out there? Start eating clean today. Visit eatcleanbro.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD10. You're going to save 10% off your meals. Check them out. Eatcleanbro.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD10 and save 10% off your meals and eat clean bro joining me now first class father jack brewer welcome to first class fatherhood 
Great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, I got uh, four kids, proudly. I have my oldest is 22, uh, son, my oldest son, and then my, my daughter, my oldest daughter is 21. Um, and then my my next uh, in line is Jackson. He's uh, he's eight, uh, my son, and my youngest is uh, my little daughter, uh, and she is two years old, almost three. So uh, excited to, wow. uh, to show and talk about them, man. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I got the same. I got I got four kids myself, three boys, and then we got our girl on the fourth try. So uh, wow. I always say, if not, we'd have five by now. But we got her, and uh, you know she runs the show over here. That's right. It's the same <laughs> with my house. My my two year old runs around and and usually gets her way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could, Jack, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, you know, I've been been blessed, man. Grew up in Texas. Uh, I've been a, a, a athlete all my life. I, I had. Uh, the opportunity to play um, several sports growing up and went to college and uh, played football, uh, also ran track, uh, played a little bit of baseball as well. And and then fortunately got a chance to play in the National Football League uh, where I spent five years. Um, I, I played with the Vikings, the Giants, the Eagles, uh, and ended up with the Cardinals. And so it was really a blessing, a uh, blessing for me and my entire family. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to transition into work on, on, on Wall Street and finance, and uh, I ran a, a nonprofit for the last 15 years as well, uh, doing work here in the United States in the inner cities and also globally uh, in places like Malawi and Africa uh, and, and Haiti as well. So just been a true blessing to be able to serve and, uh, you know, live in this great country and, and, uh, and, and raise a family uh, and, and try to pursue the, the American dream while, while serving Jesus, man. Yeah, wow. Incredible journey that you've had here, Jack. And then, you know what, about how old were you then when you first became a father and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Woo! I became a father early, brother. I was uh, I was 19, um, freshman in college, and I'll never forget my first son was born. His name's Jared. And, uh, you know, he came about three weeks early. And so I was actually at the Disney World Classic uh, track meet. Uh, world, the world, the world championship there, and I uh, actually broke that that meet record that day. I got off the track, and about 30 minutes later, I get a phone call uh, that his mother was in labor. I'm like, what? Three weeks early. So I literally went straight to the airport, jumped on the plane, uh, and it was a, a very cool experience. But I was a baby man, you know. Um, having having children, you know, before marriage is a tough thing, and. So, you know, I learned that, you know, as I, as I got grew older, you know, I grew up um, in an environment in a community where, you know, that that was kind of accepted. And, you know, I, 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 I knew I knew what I was doing was wrong. Um, but I can tell you that really made me become more of a man because uh, I had the the pressure of, you know, taking care of your family, making sure you put food on the table while trying to pursue uh, a college education and make it to the National Football League. So obviously it brought a lot of challenges in. You know, I really depended upon my mom a lot. She, she had my back in so many ways, just making sure the kids were good when I was playing off at school, you know, helping out, um, helping out the, the mother with, with everything. And just, you know, that she was, she was key. Um, but it taught me perseverance. It taught me the importance of building that relationship with your kids. Uh, and so for me, um, any, any break that we get at school, whether it was, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving, 
you know, those are really my, my critical times. Uh, and then I'd get them the whole summer. So my kids, uh, my two oldest kids spent their summers on college campuses. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it was quite quite the experience, man, but it was awesome. What would you say then, Jack, is like the biggest difference between you as the father with your older two kids as opposed to now with your younger two? You know, stability uh, and wisdom. You know, now I I, um, I, I seek my, my wisdom from God versus when my first two, uh, I was seeking my wisdom from myself and from my own kind of worldly experiences. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference. Um, but I tell you, I was I keep talking about my mom. I was blessed because I think she helped instill that godly foundation in them um, early on. And I, I, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a very good relationship with both of my older kids um, because I was able to have them so much. And, you know, when I played in the National Football League, obviously I got afforded more resources and, you know, I had a decent job. So I could fly in and out of town a lot. And I could fly the kids in a lot. And so you know, spending every other weekend with my kids and then being able to have them for the whole summer uh, throughout holidays, you know, you have all those memories and you're able to, to at least have that influence. And so really made me um, kind of aware of the fatherlessness issues that are going on. And so many dads that don't get that, right? Some dads can't afford to go fly in to see their kids or, you know, to drive uh, wherever to see their kids every other weekend and, and have them and, and kind of be that dad that's present while not necessarily living with them that's expensive that takes a lot of resources uh and so i never took that for granted uh and it's the reason why now i work so hard uh fighting for uh fatherhood and, and promoting fatherhood uh and making sure that people who may not have those resources get a chance to to put give that fatherly influence to their children yeah that, that's awesome that you do that jack i talk about it on this show all the time that I, I believe that the biggest social issue that we have in our country is the fatherless crisis that we have going on and far too many kids are growing up uh without a father in the home i, I spoke with michael Irvin down at the super bowl this past uh this past february and you know he, he, he stated the you know the stats about how in the african-american community it's at like 73 percent uh are growing up without a dad in the home and i and i even noticed like now black lives matter i've noticed has removed the statement that was on their open mission statement that they're out to destroy the nuclear family unit, which was which was good to see. I guess they did that first from a lot of the backlash they were receiving because of that. Uh, but it, it just really I, I, how do you think we could get this? I mean, I, I think the family, uh, along with God, I think if we could just get God back in the society and our family units tightened up once again, the majority of the problems that we have that we're seeing are going to just go away. So how do you think we can get back to strengthening our family units here? You know, I think it's complex. You know, you, you mentioned that and it, it is God. The family is God. You know, God is the father, the father in the spirit. We need a father in the flesh, but it's very difficult to, to get that father in the flesh when you haven't established the importance of the father in the spirit. And as dads, we need to be that spiritual um, balance for our children. We need to be that vehicle uh, that that shows and represents Christ uh, to our kids. And it's really difficult uh, when you have a society where your public schools, your government agencies uh, everyone is, is, is really, you know, outcasting uh, faith based organizations and faith and not allowing prayer uh, in every parts of our society, not allowing our government funding uh, to go to organizations that are faith based organizations. Those things must stop and that must come to an end. Uh, but when you look at the fatherless crisis in our nation, you know, we really have to be committed to getting to the root. You know, we can't have politicians. Uh, who will support organizations like Black Lives Matters 
businesses, you know, donating hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, BLM organization has raised billions of dollars, not millions, billions of dollars uh, for, for these causes, which no one even knows what they are. Uh, we know they're against the nuclear family, no matter what they take down from their website. That's what they were built on. It's a Marxist organization. Uh, and so all of those things are going against the patriarch, going against fatherhood, you know, taking down and watering down masculinity uh, that's been happening across our nation. We need to, as a nation, stand for masculinity. We need men to speak loudly. Uh, we need women and female groups who are, who are promoting female rights to understand that the rights of females means that you elevate the father in the house. That is how females get to get the rights because through through Christ, you know, we our body's the same as our wives uh, and we, we need each other. Uh, and we can't start to get to the point where we're motivating people and promoting uh, the breakup of the home and, you know, women without men. That is not leading, leading. And that is really causing a lot of the ills that we see in society. I mean, the stats themselves speak for themselves, man. You know, 71 percent of kids that drop out of high school are fatherless. Uh, you're 20 times more likely to go to prison if you're fatherless. Eighty five percent of youths that are in prison are fatherless. Eighty five percent. I mean, these numbers are staggering. Um, they should be uh, it should sadden all Americans, but it should show the crisis that we're in. And we have to approach it as a crisis. I mean, any other crisis that we have, no matter if it's health related Right. If we have a foreign crisis that happens, you know, if there's an earthquake or natural disaster that happens. We have crisis. Well, this is the same type of crisis. Uh, but the, the difference is, is we built this crisis over decades, decades of policies that are incentivizing women uh, through entitlement programs not to to have a father in the home uh, due to income restrictions uh, in a society that's, you know, telling our kids and our women uh, that you don't need men in the house. I mean, that's just, it's, it's absurd. Uh, and hopefully, you know, shows like this, people like you who are elevating uh, the importance of fatherhood. Uh, and we need women to do it too. We need women, we need women to come out and speak for their dads and speak for the men in their lives that have been so important. Uh, and so that we can get back to really what this nation was founded on. Yeah, very well said, Jack. And I do get quite a few moms that hit me up and they talk about uh, how much of an influence that their father had on their life. And they love what I'm doing here. But I always have to stipulate that this doesn't take away uh, from the single moms that are out there really working miracles every day and are holding it down. It's not to take it away, anything away from them, but it's not the ideal situation here that we should be shooting for. You know, it's the two parent household. Let's face it. You know, there is an attack on the family life, an attack on fatherhood, an attack on masculinity, like you said there. And we see it. We see it playing out all over our streets here with the riots and, and everything going on. And I could just say, like, if it was my kid that was out there throwing a brick through a window, he would have to hope uh, that the cops got him before I did. And I think if you don't have that discipline or that fear of discipline from your father, from your parents, I think it just creates devastating results. And, and on that, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped. And dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. 
The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. type of disciplinarian are you as a father and is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with yeah you know the bible says in proverbs 22 and 6 you know raise up a child in the way that he should go and he should never depart from it uh, and the bible also tells us uh don't spare the rod so in my house we don't spare the rod um and i tell you know i i coach and i tell my kids that i coach you're not my child but at this point if you were my child i would spank you And that gets across to them. They understand. The parents on the sideline, they understand what I'm saying. I'm letting them know that their kids are being very disrespectful. Uh, But we need that back in our society. I've called uh, publicly national TV to bring the paddle back in our schools. Uh, We have kids that are fatherless running around with no disciplinary action um, over their head. No one to be the enforcer to keep them straight. Kids need that. I mean, most of us as dads or, or, or moms, think about when you grew up. If you didn't have anyone that you feared, right, then you would do whatever you wanted to. And that's really not liberty. You can't have liberty uh, without having some type of righteousness and conscience for what you're doing. Uh, it goes against every principle that our nation was founded on. Uh, and so I am very much for uh, discipline um, as a former NFL player. Um, you know, a lot of times I even, I've even had some of my guys in the locker room, you know, get offended. Hey, I grew up with just a mom. And I have to remind them, yes, you did. But think about all the great coaches that you had being an elite football player. Think about the manly influence you have if you're an athlete, particularly on that level. You have people that will make sure you stay on the right track. And if you don't, they'll hold you accountable. And that's what sports gives a lot of folks who don't have fathers. But, you know, the the reality is, is the vast majority of fatherless kids don't play competitive sports, don't have the resources to even go out and pursue uh, those type of programs. And so that's what we need. We need opportunities to to bridge that gap of fatherlessness. Uh, And so that comes with discipline. And so, you know, man, you're going to you're looking at someone who's a a big supporter. I will spank my kid in public and dare someone to say something to me. <laughs> yeah, right on with that, Jack. And you mentioned there too, I, I bring on a lot of Navy SEALs on the podcast here and quite a few of them. They come from uh, fatherless households, but they found that uh, fatherhood influence in the military. And if it wasn't right. for that, putting them on that track, God only knows what these guys would have become. So it's like when these guys are finding it in the street, it's just it, it's just a disaster for our society. And then mixing the NFL with the military here, obviously, uh, I, I think the NFL really just shot themselves in the foot here, allowing these protests to go on because it was always America's game, the NFL. And I, I don't know what kind of signal this is sending to our kids to see these uh, grown men, athletes that they look up to uh, kneeling for the flag. I wanted to just kind of get your opinion on, on, on that whole thing, being a former NFL player yourself. I mean, I respect the NFL. I respect players to protest in any way that they choose. Uh, but I also have the ability to choose what I watch. And I counsel my NFL Sunday ticket. Um, I just, is something that I don't want to watch. I don't want my son participating in that. 
I don't even want that conversation going on in my house. Um, you know, I teach my children that they're, uh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the children of God. And as long as they hold his commandments, they'll, they'll, they'll inherit his kingdom. Uh, and so they should treat themselves as kings and queens. And so I don't want my kids telling anybody that their lives matter. They don't need to tell anybody that their lives matter because their, li their lives matter to God. And if anyone's promoting any other message other than that, I want them away from my kids and I'm not going to have it in my house because I don't want to hear that. And so that's my response to, to the NFL. And it's just to me, it's sad to see them spending and using their platform, which is worth hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising and promotion to promote that. Uh, when, you know, if, if, a, if a nonprofit organization or someone calls that are raising money for these inner city schools or need some resources to really make an impact uh, in the lives of the underserved uh, black community, they'll charge you, they'll charge you to, um, to advertise with the NFL brand. Um, but you're going to take a Marxist organization uh, and allow that to be um, adver advertised on your platform. And, you know, you normally find players for wearing things out of uniform or saying things that aren't uh, under code. But now all of a sudden you're going to get pressured uh, into a Marxist organization being highlighted on your platform. Give me a break, man. Let's 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 be real. Um, we got to call the devil by its name. And I think that's devilish. Yeah, I agree, Jack. And I think so many people have kind of been, uh, you know, blindsided by the fact of the slogan, Black Lives Matter. It sounds appealing. How could you go against that? And I think they've kind of been swept into that without even realizing what they're supporting a, 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 of it being, you know, a Marxist group founded by Marxists that are admittedly, uh, you know, uh, uh, studiers of, of the Marxist philosophy. So uh, I, I, I agree with you there. And, and just getting into you then as a father, then what would you say are the top values you're hoping to instill in your kids as they grow up here? You know, first off, I just I pray that my kids find their truth through the word of God. Um, I think that's the that's the foundation of, of any any man or woman uh, is where you get your truth. I think the reason why you can uh, get fooled or deceived from groups like Black Lives Matter, uh, from other groups that are the Antichrist uh, like they are, is because you've lost your truth. I think if you really hone into the word of God. Uh, and study the word of God, I think that you will be able to then make clear decisions. I think your your morality will, will stay intact. Uh, and I think that you can, can then, you know, really, really be uh, a, a member of society that's that's there for the good and show true love. You know, people use the word love all the time. And, you know, love can mean whatever you want it to mean in the flesh. But in the spirit, I mean, you, you love through Christ Jesus. Uh, and, and you got to love his, you got to love his father before you can love him. Uh, and so that's my definition of love, uh, according to the word of God. And so I think that's the main thing I try to put into my, to my kids. Uh, and then after that, it's walk like Jesus. I, and I, you know, my son gets out of the car before he goes to school. That's what I tell him, walk like Jesus today. Uh, and if, and if they can do that, uh, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I, I love that, Jack. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a person that keeps God first in my life. My family, we eat dinner together every night as a family. Uh, we pray together every day as a family. So uh, I, I think it's so important. I think that's where most of the problems in our country are going to get solved is right around the dinner table. If we could just get the families 
um, you know, back there. And right now, obviously, our political atmosphere is just uh, toxic right now. Everywhere you look, you spoke at the RNC. Now, I, I, I try to avoid the politics as much as I can because the fatherhood has no uh, party. So I, I try to keep that away. But when I had like Eric Trump on the show here, I, I got absolutely destroyed on Twitter. And I know how vicious it could be on social media. So what kind of experience was that for you? I'm sure it was an amazing experience to speak at the RNC. But what kind of backlash? I know people were attacked coming out of there and stuff. What was your experience speaking at the RNC? Well, it was amazing. First off, um, they tried to attack me before the RNC. Uh, obviously, they've tried to attack me after. But, uh, you know, what's what's happened is, you know, the, the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit uh, has really started to elevate my voice and put me in the rooms and places that I never imagined being in. And so I give him the glory for that. And, you know, since that speech, I've had, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people reaching out to me uh, saying that that speech motivated them or changed their way of thinking or inspired them uh, in so many ways. And that's just a true blessing uh, to have God use your voice for that. Uh, so I just give him all the glory for it. Um, you know, yeah, people do attack and, you know, I've lost what I used to think were friends. They were friends in the flesh, but they're not friends in the spirit. Uh, and so now my life is really uh, much more peaceful. Um, I don't have a lot of folks around me um, as I used to before. Uh, but the people that are around me are praying for me and the people that are around me uh, are true and, 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 and real and in the word of God. And I and I value that and I uh, I'm thankful for it. And I think you know, for me, that RNC uh, was really a moment. You know, it was a it was a moment that 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 separated me. Uh, and actually put me into a new season of my life. And so I'm just so thankful, man. I'm thankful to the president uh, for giving me that platform and, and most importantly, believing in me and having my back, despite what people wanted to say about me. Uh, he didn't he never wavered from me. Uh, and I give him the credit for that. And I think what he's done uh, to help fatherlessness and to help fatherhood. You know, a lot of people don't realize but this president has helped over 11,000 African-American men return to their homes, fathers return to their homes. Uh, from prison. You know, his opportunity zones is allowing, you know, more and more in the black community, not just get jobs, but also build, you know, qualities of life through, through getting, you know, uh, housing and, 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 and opportunity in, in dilapidated areas that before this, uh, no one was investing any money in. Uh, and the healthcare uh, initiatives he's putting forth with, you know, diseases like sickle cell and HIV that disproportionately affects African-Americans, uh, many fathers, uh, so, you know, time and time again, you know, I can I can really say that I'm, I'm proud to stand beside him. Uh, and I know people don't like to go political, but for me, it's not political. It's righteousness. Uh, and if the man's going to stand there and stand for our ability as a nation to praise God, our ability as a nation to say God and uh, to say Christ, you know, and to hold uh, these type of beliefs within our government agencies, within our schools, he's fighting for that. Uh, I'm going to support him. Yeah, great stuff, Jack. And, and, and the last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Man, I got one piece of advice for you. And it the main thing is remember that your kids are watching you. The way you walk is the way that they're they're going to walk, right? And, we're gonna, and we see um, the hand of God through the fruit, and the kids are our fruit. And so... You make sure that you're finding your truth through the word of God. Don't get emotional. It's not about what your dad said or did. It's not about what you read on TV or what you see. Find your truth through the word of God so that your kids can see someone walking like Christ 
Uh, and then, like Proverbs 22 and 6 says, they will never depart from it. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Jack Brewer, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Man, God bless you, brother. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jack Brewer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Still more action to come your way this week. Tomorrow, I'll be featuring entrepreneur dad, Jamie Jevanazzo, who founded Eat Clean Bro. You're going to find out more about his company tomorrow, how he took it from $400 to $17 million in sales just last year. You guys can save by visiting Eat Clean Bro. Use my uh, promo code FATHERHOOD10. You save 10% on meals all week long here, so take advantage of that. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace so you can find out which Navy SEAL will be joining me here on Friday for our Frogman Friday edition of the show. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and thank you for doing so. Please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.